Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in house in the Central Division. That's right. I'm a meatball. You got to bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lansing got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude Sean. Sean Roberts. This is the first time Sean and I have done a show in the 2022 season, and I'm really excited for it because we're doing a win. So that means we might need to be the lineup going forward because the other guys aren't <laughs> pulling their weight out here. Before we get into this one, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap at Untap Sportsnet. Following Sean at Sean23Roberts and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. If you're a betting person, go to BetRivers.com. Use promo code ONTAP. They will match up to $250 of your first deposit. So if you like money, go do that. BetRivers.com slash promo code ONTAP. Sean, we came back, and, <laughs> and it was dramatic. And I really don't want to talk about the first part of the game, but I might. But before we even get into it, Number one, how are you doing on this fine Saturday, man? I, I'm I'm doing good, Buzz, man. I was uh, it was looking uh, it was looking bleak there for a while, um, but uh, but yeah, this fine Saturday I went ice house, uh, like we were talking about before before we went live. I was like, dude, that is a beer that we were hiding in basements when I was 15, uh, 15, 16. Like it was one of those like you know before you turn twenty one, it was uh, whoever had the fake uh, that was like the senior. Uh, yeah, just grab us whatever, and it was always ice house. Uh, yeah, see, it's a beer that we snuck out of my dad's basement because fun <laughs> fact about this, now we're going to go down a rabbit hole. Why is there always Ice House available, right? <laughs> right, right. You know, but we, when we were kids, my dad drank Old Style. That was his beer of choice. And then they started putting the Cubs on the can. So he's like, not done. Done, and I, that's done. true story. He was done. Saw Cubs on the can. He was done. So he switched over to Ice House. So we'd sneak this all the time as kids. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm a Miller Lite guy, just like you, like through yeah. and through yeah. Miller Lite every day, all day. Ice House kind of sucks, but it's not the taste that you're chasing. It's the alcohol content here at 5.5. That's right. That's right. And that's what we love to do here on, on tap. <laughs> we're, um, we're functioning alkies. But, but yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I I get up this morning. I do my radio show here in Des Moines. And we. I was talking with Tommy Birch. He's a writer here for the Des Moines Register. And he's a Twins guy, but he follows the Iowa Cubs uh, or he covers the Iowa Cubs. And, and we were talking just all things baseball this morning. And I really, this is the first time that I didn't even want to touch on the White Sox. I, I was like, I never, I'm, I'm always wanting to talk about the White Sox, right? right. But I was like, this, there's nothing, to, what's there to talk about? It's embarrassing, right? And and so as the day goes on, I, I go to the driving range today, I get some swings in. I'm like, all right, time to sit down, strap in, let's watch some White Sox baseball, and let's just see how bad it gets today. Right. Like, cause I feel like that's our mentality as a fan base is how bad is it going to get today? What's going to go wrong? Um, how are we going to lose? And, you know, you, you watch a game here um, with Dylan Cease didn't have his a shit and that's okay. That's okay. Because there was a guy named Hawk Harrelson that always used to say, 
listen, you better have a plan B. If, if plan A ain't working, you better go plan B. And you kind of saw that today with Dylan Cease. Um, and, and I don't know necessarily if you want to call it a plan B, but the dude battled. The dude battled. Yeah, he grinded that's what like hard. To see. Yes. Yeah, he grinded hard because his stuff, he wasn't able to locate pitches. And I'm not going to sit here and blame the ump, but I mean, come on, there's some questionable calls there. That extent, <laughs> I mean, there, there was a guy standing on first that you and I both know shouldn't have been standing on first Correct. on like two occasions here. So Correct. I'm, again, I'm not saying he had his A stuff and he was robbed, but there were some issues that he had. He had, he had problems with his location and his command today, but he grinded. You put it, you put it great because he walked seven guys, man. But he did strike out five, and he kept us in the game. And he to be fair, to be fair, dude got the ground ball he needed to get out of an inning to not give up any runs, and that was booted by Jose Abreu. Which, listen, and and I agreed with your tweet. I think you put it out there that said people need to. I I don't know exactly what it said, but it, it need to stop sugarcoating it. Right, like, he, he should have fielded the ball. The ball needed to be fielded. And at, at worst case scenario, maybe you don't get the outright, but you put your body in front of it, you knock it down. Right. It's shit like that, Sean, that in a game where you just said Dylan Cease grinded, where that would all right. That particular moment, it's all taken away from him now. Yep. Because now it's an error. Now that leads to a run in a, at the time, you know, tied ball game at goose egg. Yeah. And now he's being taken out trying to get out of the inning because of an error again. The White Sox don't, sometimes they don't get beat. Sometimes they beat themselves. They beat themselves more than we'd like to. to and it's think. annoying. <laughs> you know, like, so well, that's the point of today. Like, I, I don't want to even talk about White Sox baseball. Like, you didn't want to in the morning because it was just so annoying. And right. And you're like, how are they going to piss me off today? That was a prime example of how they were going to piss It was off. everything. It was everything that, like, our mentality has been as a fan base, I would say, over what I mean, all season long, is how are we going to lose today? And sure enough, there it was, right? The, you get the ground ball. Your starter's struggling. He gets the ground ball to get out of the inning. And Jose Abreu. Love him. He's had his struggles this year. He's heating heating up with a bat. But you gotta stop that baseball. But it it was everyone's thought process was ah, White Sox baseball 2022. There right. it is, right? There it right. is. Yeah, and I, I absolutely agree with that. And you know, another thing too, because you've been talking about the negativity of the fan base so far. And I mean, obviously we see it because we're pretty active on Twitter. Yeah. Um, obviously the White Sox fan base exists outside of Twitter, but that's our little bubble that we're in. Yeah. So looking at the lineup today, what was it? 51 games, 51 different lineups tonight, yep. today, Sean? Was that what it was? I mean, yeah. yep. with no consistency, like if there's no consistency, you're going to have a hard time finding a rhythm. And yep. I think that goes for any sport. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it goes for anything you do in life. Right. Yeah. Right. If there's no consistency, then there's going to be no rhythm. And with no rhythm becomes bad, you know, results. And I, I feel like we've seen that this year. Obviously the Sox are still, they're three games under 500. You know, I, I know jo Johnny and I joke all the time about Lurie Garcia, you know, and it's not joking. I like Lurie Garcia, like as what he was supposed to be, not an everyday player. He's Correct. been with the Sox for a long time, since like 2013, man. He's been with us for a hot minute. Um, I'll tell you what, him leading off today and even the other day when he did, I, I'm i shocked by that. And I'm not a big numbers guy myself. Like I'm not a stat cult or whatever they want to call that realm. Um, but, dude, he's been really bad. I don't think he should be at the top of the lineup, and he kind of proved that today. You know, there's a couple situations where he could have drove in a run and he ends up getting an out, and it's just – I don't know. It's just kind of typical. The, the lineups have been just so odd lately, Sean. I don't really know where to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, well, no, but like, but you're not wrong. The lineups, there's something to that, and I think that's why there is, you know, the uproar every day with the new lineup because 
you sit there and you go, man, like I know, like when I played, I, I played college baseball, mm-hmm. right? Like routine and consistency. Like there is something to be said, like you walk into the dugout and you know where you're hitting. Right. Like it, you should be seeing, okay, do I have an off day today? Like that's the only thing that you should be questioning, not where I'm hitting, what position I'm playing. Um, but to your point on Garcia, I think as a, as a fan base, we all do love Leori, right? Like we all, like there's a, there's a soft spot in the heart. You're definitely for me. I'll say but that not for, sure. for what he should be doing. Like he should not. <laughs> he, can't, he can't play every day. Right. Like He's at some point, at some point, this roster needs to be built and constructed to where he is not playing every day. He needs to come in and late inning defense, throw him, possibly put him in a Sunday lineup. Again, a Sunday I, I agree with you. A guy like him is valuable because he can play all over the yes. diamond, right? And, yes. and, and and that's what you kind of just have him for, to plug and play when needed. But in this situation with having Eloy out and having Robert miss time with COVID and having T.A. hurt and having Makata hurt and going throughout this whole situation, I mean, the excuses are just piling up why these guys aren't hitting and why they're not performing. But that's why Lurie's here every day. <laughs> it's because <laughs> – Tony really doesn't have a shot, another option. Tony LaRusso doesn't, but at the same time, this is where he gets his criticism by putting Lurie, <laughs> who's he needs been to be really in the nine bad. hole. He needs to be right. in the nine. If he's going to play, he needs yeah. to be in the nine hole. He's not playing for his bad. He's playing because he can give you something in the field. That, that's right. the only that, that's it. Right. That's but why you, you know, that's why he's in. But you're not wrong. And I think about the injury stuff because we sit here and we are like, oh, why is Lurie playing again? Well, see, here's the thing is Lurie's great if one of these guys go down. Right. He's he's you can plug him in for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You you bite the bullet. You put him in the nine hole. Let him play shortstop because Tim's out. The problem is, is the White Sox injuries have all piled up on one another for the second year in a row. Yeah. And you're seeing like those depth pieces, those last guys on the roster having to start every single day. And there's reasonings behind why those guys aren't starting every single day or at least supposed to. Right. 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 And when injuries pile up, like you said, Timmy's out. Uh, Eloy's out. Robert's been out. Nakata's been out. Like that, eventually, like it's gonna it's gonna affect the roster. Yeah, absolutely. And then you see where like the huge holes are in the roster. Like I, I'm sure you wish this was MLB the show, just like I do, and turn the injuries off and just fucking ride. We can't do it. So you <laughs> have guys nice. like Josh Harrison, who's been just absolutely terrible. And if anybody's listening right now, which we have quite a few actually in here. But go over to ontapsportsnet.com and, and read uh, NWI Steve's article on Josh Harrison, how bad he's been. Like, I mean, it's just that's what we have to work with. So it's it's seriously pick your poison. Which one is it? You want Lurie or you want Harrison in there? Who who do you want? And, and, I don't know, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you two players. Um, one ha- I've been I've been riding with all year, and that's Jake Berger. And we'll get yeah. to him here in a little bit. Absolutely. But shout out Danny Mendick, dude. What a game! If you, if there's a game, what a week. Ball, what a week. Oh, yeah, He's been playing good ball this week. You're right. You're right. If there was a game ball, Sean, you cut it down the middle and you give one half of it to Jake Berger today and you give the other half of it to uh, Danny Mendick today. Uh, not only for Danny Mendick having that big hit that he had to drive in uh, a run and the Adam Angle from second base there, but also for saving that the base is loaded. In the bottom of the eighth. What a play. Bottom, yep. And he got the ball to Abreu to, to get that out. That was that was nuts. It was a big play. And, and Buzz, I'll sit here and, and we talk about Lira Garcia and, and Josh Harrison and, and what they're going to do at second base. Well, if Timmy comes back in the time frame that the White Sox are saying Timmy's going to come back, mm-hmm. I think you look at those two at playing second base and you flip, flip it like you 
I, oh yeah, yeah. You know, you're not wrong. Jake Ber- Jake Berger, Danny Mendick need to be your your, and, and I know they're both right-handed hitters. F all that crap. Like those two need to be on this roster. I, I I understand that people get upset about Danny Mendick every now and then, but he's a really good plug-in play. He shouldn't start every day. Don't get me wrong. Should well, be. But, it's just a situation we're in right now. Right. And he's right. your best option every day. I mean, you agree with that, right? I mean, he's, yes. he's the best option you have every day. And he's got a pretty decent enough sample size to back that up. You know, his last, what was it? His last 30 days or something was like 333s batting or something like that. I he's mean, in he's, 300. Yeah, he's doing well. And, and people plays- can hate on it all you want. But like, if this is the roster, like if this is what we're going to get, right? Like if this is what Rick Hahn can put together, why not? I Why not? I put Danny Mendick in there for right now. It's better than whatever you're getting from Josh Harrison and, and Leary Garcia. No, I don't disagree with you at all. I think that that's probably the play. Um, again, whether or not we're happy about it, it, it that's, that's people are going to get pissed about it because yeah, they're you know, yeah. because that's what it's, what's presented. It's right. like, what's the best option here? Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of hot takes. And I'm glad we're kind of talking about this. because We're talking about the game, too. It got very excited, exciting towards the end, obviously, if you're a White Sox fan. We put up three runs in the eighth inning. Uh, again, one came off of uh, Mendick's bat, scoring Adam Angle. And then our guy, Jake Berger, friend of the show, friend of on tap for a really long time. Um, I've actually played video games with that dude before, you know, which is pretty sweet. Um, you know, Jake Berger's always been good to us. But he comes out like I am never happier to see him do well. I've never had another player – I'm so invested in um, within the White Sox organization than Jake Berger. So when he does well, I, I I'm high. You know, I, I, I love, think, I love it. I think you see that a lot with this fan base because we know the story, right? Like we know the the injuries. Achilles, and, man, is not yeah, a and 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 tearing it twice, right? You okay, know, like exactly. you tear it twice. Everyone, America loves the comeback story. They love the underdog, right? Absolutely. And Jake Berger is the prime example of it. You know, first round pick gets hurt. Yeah. Gets hurt again. I'm just so um, proud of him, man. Battles back, and and you see stuff like this. But I, that whole inning, you have three or Danny Mendick was playing, but then you have you have a couple pinch hitters in there. You have Adam Engel, and you have um, Jake Berger, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, and that's something that Tony was criticized earlier in the year. If you remember, he was like, "Why aren't guys coming in to pinch hit? They're you're you're not you're not using your bench." Here he uses his bench, and I want to give him props. Like we can criticize Tony LaRusso all the time, right? But I'll, I'll give him his props when it's due. And I I saw some people they wanted AJ Pollock in there at, at that at bat. I think you're you're either way you're good. Either going Jake Berger, AJ Pollock. I think it, it, it's kind of pick your poison at that point. Um, but look at I like the Jake, pop in Berger's bat. I like know? the pop in Berger's bat, and you got to like the approach. And what I mean by the approach is he got a first pitch change up the kit. I don't remember the guy's name that came in for the Rays there. Um, uh, he but hit he, that off a of Raleigh, right? Uh, no, I don't. I, was I, it Beaks? I think it was Beaks. Yes, was it was it Beaks. Beaks. Okay. Who, who is known for his change up and his movement, right? Right. <laughs> What's Berger do? He sits on first pitch change up because he knows that's the pitch. So mm-hmm. that's good scouting. That's uh, all around. That's that's a win for the White Sox as an organization, right there. That whole opportunity, that whole thing. Right. Pinch hit Jake Berger. He goes up there. He's got a plan. He's got an approach. He knows what the guy's going to bring. He sits back on it, gets a first pitch changeup, and where he's trying to get a header, get get him out front a little bit, and he pops it over the fence. All of a sudden, it's three two White Sox. Right, and and I'm going to give them all the credit in the world. That was a huge third inning, and that was a huge third inning from, or I'm sorry, third inning. I'm sorry, three run inning in the eighth from unlikely heroes. 
Yep. I know that we just talked about the burger pop in the bat. We know that he has it. But listen, man, Jake Berger, I mean, if you look at, like, at bats, I mean, he's still a rookie. <laughs> you know, like, this dude doesn't have a lot of experience up in the majors, you know. He's yep. a former first-round pick, but, again, we just we talked about the injuries, and those really derailed where he was trying to go. Um, but him and, and, and Engel and, and Mendick, they did some really awesome things, and I'm I'm really happy about it. What I'm not happy about in the game, and I, I'm going to have to nitpick a little bit, and I'm not going to like harp on it too much because this show has been nothing but nitpicking and harping because they've <laughs> sucked. And you know, right, our, guys, right. our guys are going to like Johnny, Tony, Steve. They're going to say how it is, and I know you are too. I've been a little bit absent this year just because of busy time in my life or whatever, with wife being pregnant, two little kids running around. <laughs> Put a clothes pin on it, Buzz, and jag off. Anyway, but the like Mancata and Grandal, man. I haven't really gotten to talk about that on the mic a lot. It's painful. Yeah. It's extremely painful. I don't know how you feel because I know you've been on the mic more than I have been this year on this show. But, like, it's for me watching them. I'm never a big, like, defender of anybody. Like, you play well and we'll go from there. If I like you, I like you. If I don't, whatever. I'm never going to talk shit about a player, really, unless you're Trey Young in the NBA or something or Josh Donaldson. <laughs> but Mancada and Grandal, Sean, I don't. They got to figure it out quick because I don't want to see him in the fucking lineup at all. I don't. Because yeah. I expect so much. Like, people shit on Harrison, right? You know, and they, which rightfully so. He's not been good. But you see this other side of the fan base like, oh, McConnell will get it going or Grandal will get it going. Well, how much more of a sample size do you want? We're almost 60 games in here. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> it's bad. I, so, like, for me, I, I look at – Yohan Mankata and I go, there's I'll still ride with Mankata. I I I think so there's still some feel like he could turn it around there. Yes, yes. Okay. I think with Yasmani Grandal cooked. I think you're watching the demise of a player. Oh wow, I see that's big time. But I mean it's good to acknowledge it is the first step in accepting. I, you know? I, I <laughs> and and it is it's it's hurtful, it's painful, and it, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope all of a sudden tomorrow – well, he probably won't be in the lineup tomorrow because he ended oh, up just catching – right. Yeah, all right. Um, you're, I hope I'm wrong, man, but you're, you're – like these at bats are so sad. They are. It hurts. Like, it, I mean, it, it, it's it painful. Really it's painful, and you sit there and you go, yeah, but that's one of the biggest contracts that the White Sox have ever given out. And so you can't take him out of the lineup. You can't. He has to play. And and because they don't ha- – what else do they have? What else yeah, do they have? Reese McGuire, Josh Harrison. And, 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 and there's nothing against, against Reese McGuire. He, he's a great he, – Gavin Sheets. I mean, as far as, as catchers go, we don't right. have like you, you, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you you you, you got to play him. And, and I don't know – I we've talked a lot about this in the group chat. Oh, yeah. And I agree, and I don't know what's been said on the show, but I, I think we've been watching the demise of a player, and it's becoming extremely sad. And it's getting it's be it's it's affecting the team in a way that like, why is there always runners on scoring position when Grandal comes up? Part of that is because of where he's placed in the lineup, right? I've never seen a guy struggle so much still be within the one through five hole or six hole, right? It's a benefit of the doubt type thing, I think. And I mean, it's just, he's not walking. He's not hitting. He's, he's not doing anything. He's pressing at the plate hard. 
Like even the last ground ball that he hit to second base tonight or this afternoon, I'm sorry. Like you saw that at bat, he went down 0-2 right away. And Gordon Beckham pointed it out. He was just like, man, if you look at Yasmani Grandal at bats, it's typically 0-2 counts a lot. And he's not wrong. He's right. And you see, yeah, starting to press. And he's, he's not working. Out. He's he's not working counts the way he used to. And the and the and the pitches that he's allowing to be strikes are strikes that like those are the pitches you need to swing at. The decline is just so shocking compared to remember last second half of last season, going into the playoffs and stuff like that. Like just he was on he was on fire. He was tearing the cover off of the ball. And anybody that talks shit about Grandal, I can know for sure on they were getting shit talked to him because they, he was just he was winning them games. Yep. He was he was making things happen. Um the fall and his slow start, you can't call it a slow start anymore. This might be it. This might yeah, be no, we're we're in June. The we're the June, slow man. starts are yeah, it's done. The slow starts are done. We're halfway through the season. Right. I don't I don't know how to defend him. I don't know how to talk about what he's doing in the lineup. And I mean, his backup is performing better than him by almost a mile. Besides an OBP, and it's not by much. Nothing else to make really. So, so, so let's 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 look at this, right, Buzz? Let's look at this. Right. We sit here all the time as a fan base, and we're like, "Oh, Jerry's so cheap. He doesn't spend any money. How dare him?" And like that, I agree with everything on that. By the way, oh, yeah. yeah. Look at the two big contracts that he's he's signed over the last few years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, one's been DFA'd, and one is on the literally like on his last leg. On his last leg, and it might have already fallen off. So, so the big contracts, like if we've ever as a fan base been like, man, we really need to prove to Jerry that like these can work. Um, they fall flat. They've fallen flat on their face. Well, yeah, I mean, thank. I mean, and you're giving a- every reason, right? To well, go, you, well, you see, this is why I don't do this. This is why you get Josh Harrison on a one-year deal, right? Because Instead of going out and getting uh, getting seven years for Marcus Simeon. Right, who hasn't been good either, but right. No, but, you know, he was – Way a, better. Way better option. Ba- right. Right. So, like, if there was ever two players that needed to come through from a from a money contract-wise – yeah. It was Dallas Keuchel and Yasmani Grandal. <laughs> they just didn't do it. And one is not on the team anymore. Yeah. That's and bad. one is like, it's becoming cringeworthy to watch. Right. Like Grandal, like 2020, 2021, we're all right. You know, yes, so like, I will. Yes, yes. Like, I'm going to take that. So, like, hopefully we can use that as firepower. If I if I went in there to talk to Jerry, I'd be like, you, well, look at you get Michael. what I'm saying? I know. Yes. I see what you're saying. <laughs> because we know how Jerry is because we've grown up with Jerry. Yes. <laughs> so, like, this is like... Please, Dad, don't fucking take this from us. Please spend some money. Don't the, the, they just got old? That's all because you waited too long to pounce. Now right. that you know, if you go get a premier guy, you can at least get four or five years out of him instead this of why, this is why we didn't go higher with Bryce Harper, right? <laughs> like <laughs> Bryce Harper would have been DFA'd by now. Because that's just that's just the White Sox luck, right? The alternate universe I choose to live in has Bryce Harper and Manny Machado on this team. So they I usually I usually reach that euphoria around 9.30. They should be. <laughs> they should be. <clears throat> uh, Liam Hendricks, he comes in tonight. He uh, he actually did well. Um, Liam looked good. Looked good. Looked good. Was, That's... And, and Gordon said he was not happy that he did not pitch since, what was it, Sunday? Sunday I mean, against the Cubs been... is when last time we saw Hendricks? Yeah, I mean, there's been no need for him. <laughs> well, right, but he was unhappy. He did not pitch that long. 
And listen, Hendricks, I'll tell you what, I'm not the biggest Liam Hendricks guy. I, um, I don't think anybody in our group chat is, to be honest with you. No, um, I, they're probably not. Um, Steve might have been until his, like, you know, when we saw Liam kind of blow some shit up last year a little bit. I, I've never been, really. I, I like his swag. I like his mentality. I think that's pretty fucking cool. Um, as far as effectiveness, I think coming off, <laughs> people are going to hate this, but I think it coming off of two years of Alex Colomay, I felt a little bit spoiled. Because Colomay just got the job done. I don't know how he did it. It was stupid. It wasn't striking people out, but he just got the job done. Hendricks lets up bombs, you know, and it, and it's odd. But he comes in today, and he picks up a save, and it's his 15th on the year. You already said you thought his performance was good. Uh, Graveman, what did you think about Graveman tonight? I think what you, uh, I feel like the last few outings for Graveman, and I might be wrong here, and I might be just combining everything in my head, um it's saturday beers are flowing that's fine oh but enough of the like let's load the bases and try and work out of jams like kit is it too hard to ask <laughs> yes <laughs> for our our high leverage super bullpen to just go one two three like is it too hard to ask or like not even just one two three like okay you give up a base hit but then you get a double play out of it, right? Like, right. <laughs> you don't sit here, you give up a bloop, and then you walk two guys in a row, and then it's one out, bases loaded, and then you're like, well, now how the hell am I going to get out of this? Right. Like, can't it just – it's never easy. And I think it's, it's, just, it's I, a Chicago I, sports thing, man. I Your heart's got to go like this. You know, you finally take the lead. <laughs> he comes in, and it's almost fucking blown God, immediately. Just <laughs> throw strikes. Don't get like line drives it off. I know, like, we're, I feel like we're asking a lot here, but like, one <laughs> game can we have one game where like it's smooth sailing at least this season? I know, man. How many have we had that are, have been smooth sailing in all our wins? Not many. You know why? You know, you know why? Because we score three runs a game, Buzz. We <laughs> score three runs a game, which is amazing. Because like I'm <laughs> sitting here, and again, I'm I'm going back to the Twitter thing because you and I haven't gotten to talk in person in a long time. So it's just I go back to the Twitter thing. Of looking, I'm not gonna lie to you, Sean. I bought fucking tickets. Okay, I was fucking so. I bought Ian, Ian Hard, Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Yoan Mancada. You know all Tim Anderson, which Tim Anderson is a motherfucking G. He's the man. Love Tim. no doubt about it. But I bought in to all these guys in the diamond. You know, not Nick Madrigal. I never bought into him. Thank God he's gone. I never bought into Nick Madrigal. But all these guys that were supposed to be these power guys, and I know that Eloy is gone. But I would have told you back then when you were asking me, they're going to fucking get five to seven runs a game. With ease. With ease. And that's not a bad night. I felt that. I felt that in my heart. I think I think my we God. all still feel that. <laughs> my God, how wrong was I? Could you imagine if I worked in the MLB, how quickly I'd be fired? Yeah, you'd be, you'd be <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's bad. Buzz it's the bad. scout. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'd be fucking a terrible. I'd, well, I'd be drunk a lot, <laughs> but I'd be a terrible scout. Like it's bad. I think it's here's the thing is like I, I I think it's still in there. I'm not, you know, I I know we as a fan base are all like all in like nuclear meltdown mode, right? Oh, like, I am, yeah. And I we all are. Like I'm sitting here going like how the White Sox is gonna f this up today, right? <laughs> and that's my my I wake up in the morning as I'm in my shower and I'm like how the Sox is gonna piss me off today? Put like that it's, on a t-shirt, Sean. Yeah, right. Um, but. But it's just I I think there it's it, the offense is still there. I think I think it can happen. I'm not I'm not giving up on this core. I don't want to give up on this core because I truly believe that the, there it's there. There's just something weird happening, 
Like it's something that we'll, we'll never be able to explain. We'll never be able to figure out. And maybe in a month from now, the Sox have turned it around and shit's going well and we're all happy. And we're like, Hey, remember those, like the first two and a half months of the season uh, when we we're pissed off every single day and we're wondering why are certain people playing all the time and right. maybe it changes. And I think, that's what we kind of just all have is hope, and that's the hope I have for this offense. Have right? you ever like heard it, the term that history repeats itself? Uh huh. So there's this guy on Twitter, and everybody, I a lot of people hate him. I don't know him, uh, Jay Kuda or something. That's yeah. his name. On, yeah, that's his name on Twitter. I know a lot of people hate him. Don't know why. Don't give a fuck why. Um, I don't know him, so whatever. Um, but he put this crazy tweet out, and I saw it, and it's like as I was scrolling. Is it the one comparing the '83 team? Yeah. Wasn't yes. that weird? Yeah, they actually they, they put like it on the years. pregame show. They put it oh. on the pregame show on NBC Sports Chicago. Okay, see, I missed the pregame show because I was and, watching cars turn left. But okay, yeah. <laughs> but they, but no, they, it, that it was like comparing like it was like through the first twelve games of the year, nineteen eighty three. Okay. White Sox had the same exact record, right? Yeah. Fifty games in, same record. Right. White Sox in eighty three ended up winning ninety nine games. That's isn't that wild though? And like when I saw that, Tony Larissa manager. Right. And again, I saw that on Twitter and I was like, wow, that's wild. I was like, you know, again, it's, I don't know if history will repeat itself. It's just kind of a cool mirror image, especially like with someone like me who's a dork with the stars. Right. And that everything repeats. I will itself. tell you this buzz. If this team ends up somehow, somehow <laughs> getting to 99 wins. You're going to okay. jump in Lake Michigan, man. I, I, I will, I will come home and do some, I don't know. I will have to think of something to do, but I will, I will do something just obscure. I, like I'm, just I'm with you. I'm off the you. top rope type shit. You won't do it alone. I will be the <laughs> like, tag partner. If this team gets to 99 wins. I'll be so shocked. Like I'm, I'm over here sitting, are we going to end the season 500? And <laughs> <laughs> there's just, there's no way this team gets to 99 wins. I th- I still think they make it to the play. I still think they make it to the playoffs. I think the talent, the, the talent's too good. And thank God that we play in the American League Central. Yeah, wait, uh, no shit. Do you know how much shit I talk though? Like in the in the off season, you know, I'm not a big shit talker. Either am I. But I this is what we get so hard, and I talk shit. And I think I might be the reason why we suck. I, you know what, Buzz, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I don't talk crap. I don't talk like I, I keep to myself about anything yeah. because I know what can happen. Right. Well, right. what do I do? My my roommate from college, he works for the Minnesota Twins, and when the Twins signed Correa, I said that's great. You're gonna still finish third place in the division, right? Right. Like, just kind of giving him a hard time, and he goes, just eh. "Good old, good old natured ribbon." Just good old trash talk, right? right. Something yeah. that I never do, but I felt confident enough to do it because I'm like, "Well, if we're gonna be a juggernaut this year, like no one's coming close to us." Um, yeah, I regret <laughs> that. And then you know we can just, and I feel like we will bring this up at least once or twice a week. Um, but the NBC Sports Chicago tweet. Uh, Will Smith standing there. Is anybody in our division going to show up this year? Oh, you, when you put that in the fucking group chat the other day, I'm like, well, and I was oh, just oh, like, I, I go, <laughs> even when it was first tweeted, I remember, and I had just like joined the group chat with you guys. Yeah. When it was first tweeted in the beginning of the year, and I sent it to you guys, I go, why do they have to do shit like this? Right. Yeah. Because it just set up like a bad, like, it's bad juju, man. Bad, bad juju. juju. Like, it was a cringeworthy tweet. We're not good enough, or like, we're the White Sox, man. We're not good enough to send shit like that out. <laughs> I was talking shit, but Sean, I brought this shit talking to DEFCON 5, okay? That's how fucking far my shit was. I was just talking major shit about how I thought the Sox were going to – listen, dude, who's going to be within fucking 20 games of them in this division? They're going to wipe the floor with them. 
all. And I, I, I've never really done that. Not about the bears. I mean, I'll talk shit about the Packers cause I'll never say they're going to win, but you know, I've never talked any shit like that because I really thought again, I bought in, you know, I, I we all did. We all did. And, and it's, it's been very, and odd, then we but, get, and then we get emails today of, do you like this team? Do you, what do you <laughs> want out of this team? Do you think, are you only rooting for this team for wins? Uh, no yeah. Shit, dude. What, is, what kind of question is that? <laughs> it's like, how do we, God, what was the one that I sent to you guys? Uh, the one question. And if, if you sign up like through whitesocks.com, you got this email today. You should go fill out the survey. Um, but it was like, uh, um, wait, I got it. How can we make you feel like a more value member of the White Sox family? Sign one big name free agent just once. Just <laughs> once, please. Just, just once. once. Give us give us a 10-year contract <laughs> of somebody. I don't even care who it is anymore. Larry Garcia might as well have gotten a 10-year contract at this point. Jesus Christ, he's the longest tenured guy on the team. The, it, uh, you know what? I know we I know we've gone down a rabbit hole and I've we got to win rabbit. today, right? We got to win. We got to fucking win today. So guess win. what we're going to do? We're not going to learn our lessons because we're socks on tap. We're going to keep drinking beer and talking shit. Ah, right. we won. Fuck everybody that's talking shit right now. Um so tomorrow's game, it is a 12:40 start. Sean uh Sox and Rays again. It'll end the series here. It'll be Lucas Giolito uh, up against Ryan Yarborough. Um 3 and 2 for Giolito with a 3.61 ERA. 42 and a third pitched. He's let up 41 hits. He struck out 59 on the year. He's walked 17. He's let up eight long balls. And uh, Yarborough, 0-2 with a four ERA. Uh, 27 innings pitched for him. 26 hits let up in those innings. 20 strikeouts, eight walks, three bombs. Those That's a pitching matchup for tomorrow. Um, you know, left-handed pitcher, we know the – you know, the, uh, what we would always say back in 2020 and 2021, the White Sox, Detroit left-handed pitching. Uh, let's hope they return to that. Let's build off some momentum. I'm not ready to say they're back by any means necessary. No, no, um, no, no we're no. not doing that after we did it after the Yankee series. We're not doing that. I think we did oh. learn our lesson there. We, um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought the world series was back on. <laughs> Dude, Slowly. I thought it was too. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm telling everybody again. When Tim Anderson hit that home run, I was like, yep, we're back, baby. It's over. We're back. Baby. And, we're back. uh, that ended, that ended real quick. First inning, it ended, I believe, against Boston. Uh, <laughs> yeah, first bad. inning was over. Um, oh, but no, I thought, so I, I look tomorrow, go win a fucking series. Go, like, at this point, show the fan base something. Show baseball something. Yep. Um, you guys think that you're, you're still can be top dogs? Go out and do it. Go win a series in Tampa Bay. It's a, it's a huge momentum builder. That's a, big, that's a huge series win. My a huge series win, and and then you win the season series against the Tampa Bay Rays as well. Yeah, but you won two out of three at home. You get them two out of three down on the, down at the drop. You're going against the lefty. You got your ace on the mound. Uh, I I know we haven't got into it yet, but my pick to click tomorrow is going to be Lucas Giolito. I'm I I I love I, that you've implemented the pitcher more so because when I would choose a pitcher, I always felt like no because Tony, Johnny, and Steve they never do. Yeah. They never do. I would every once in a while, but you have really implemented it because you believe in these guys. So you got Giolito tomorrow. I got Giolito, and I'm looking for a bounce-back start. He got roughed up a little bit in Toronto. I want to see how he responds tomorrow. He's our ace. You got to go out there. You got to shove. You got to go six innings here, maybe more. And let's call it what it is. Just with this offense, you got to – you can give up a run, maybe two, but that you got to limit the damage. And I think Lucas is going to be able to do that tomorrow um I, he needs to get ahead in counts he needs to throw strikes he needs to figure out 
he needs to stop relying on the changeup so much. I think he's relied so much on that changeup. And you saw with the Blue Jays, they looked for it. And when you're looking for a changeup, all of a sudden you become a very hittable pitcher. Um, right. So, so I, I want my pick to click tomorrow is going to be Lucas. Go out, win a ball game. Let's go. I'm going to go Pito, and that's because his hit streak ended tonight. I don't think it's going to happen two days in a row like that. I think that he's going to come out tomorrow, and I think he's going to be a key factor in tomorrow's win. I'm going to predict a win tomorrow. Um, again, I'm not saying that they're back, but maybe getting this little bit momentum, especially having NBA term here, but role players, having your bench players come into the game and, and, and do some damage like they did, that can be contagious for a, a lot of people, especially a lot of struggling people within the White Sox lineup right now. So I'm going to go Brady tomorrow. Uh, he's my pick to click. We'll obviously get the rest from the guys you know, in our group chat or whatever like that. You got anything else, man, before we leave this out and go enjoy our Saturday night? No, I like I like the fact that we're going with two anchors of this this uh this roster here as our picks click tomorrow. Go out and win a ball game. Um and and try and get this thing turned around because Minnesota's given us gifts, man. They're 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 not pulling away with this division. It's still wide open at this point, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh thank God that we play in the AL Central. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody be short. You're going on tap sportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at socks on tap and on tap sportsnet. Following Sean at Sean 23 Roberts and me at buzz on tap. Anywhere you close to the podcast, you close to us five-star rating and review. Cause that's cool and tough. I don't know who will be back tomorrow, but it'll be one of us five. We'll be back yeah. tomorrow. So don't miss the show after the game. White Sox forever. That's right, baby. <laughs>